I said, what you know about it? It's the stool, baby. Got the knees in plus. Young stool, baby. In the room a lot. Hello, hello, you're listening to The Stew. My name is Jason Stewart. This is my food pod. Say hello, my brother, Chris Stewart. Hello! Andre Conoparo, say hello. Hello, food pod. We have zero guests today, because who needs them? We're running hot off of last week's pod with uh, Marcus from Little Jewel of New Orleans. I've got a lunch scheduled tomorrow in here. I'm very excited. Yeah. Oh, that sounds uh, really good. I heard a lot of feedback from our pod listeners about him being great, so I'm Thanks, sure listeners. he's the kind of guy that we can get on every you know every couple months and just put a mic on him and tell him to go nuts. Quarterly, quarterly pod. Quarterly pod. Quarterly pod. Quarterly pod. Quarterly, pod. <laughs> quarterly, quarterly pod. podcast. I, I do. I think. I think I like these daytime pods. I feel alive. You like a day uh, pod? Yeah. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. We are for the for the listeners doing it. Uh, in the afternoon, which is not our normal schedule at all. It is, yeah, it's 3 p.m. on Thursday. I'm the heading off to out. Coachella. A peek behind the curtain as to when exactly. Uh, my address is 41. <laughs> <laughs> not going to tell you. It's 42069. <laughs> um, yeah, we. A lot of you guys liked last week's episode, which is awesome. One thing that I forgot to ask him about was Guy Fieri went, went to his restaurant like a week or two before we recorded with him. And I was realizing I'm, I'm sad that I missed out on asking him about that. But then I also realized he probably would not want to talk you a ton want, about it. Let's not put him in that corner. No, that's not, that's not fair to anybody yeah. with a small business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to keep the door open, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Why so, gotta bring up the Fieri shit? Don't bring up the Fieri shit. Yeah. But the, the, the Fieri effect is so real. Yeah, uh, when you when your episode air like when he blesses you with the diners, drive-ins, and dives episode, and that episode airs, your business triples after that. Yeah, from what I've heard, it's the opposite of kitchen nightmares. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, almost everyone closes as soon as he goes in and helps them like get the restaurant back <laughs> launched. If you ever Google any episode of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Every single one of those restaurants is closed. <laughs> He's like, well, I showed you how to make a funnel salad, and I'm off. Uh, no, uh, all right. Uh, uh, clean, uh, clean up these cockroaches, and here's how you make a salad. Just simple, fresh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then three weeks later, we are closed. <laughs> yeah, we have no more money. <laughs> the um, no, but yeah, the Fieri stamp is like, you will be open for as long as you want to stay open. Yeah. Basically. Oinkster. Oh, God. I'm curious. Did it kick up Oinkster? Because, I mean, obviously, that's one place that was doing really well before he yeah. like, just un- uncovered it. So, that quote, was the thing. Quote yeah, from, marks, from, air quotes. from what we've heard from our friends at Oinkster, which is a, uh, a local uh, burger and cool beer. Pastrami. Rest- restaurant pastrami. Make their own pastrami, market, which so is outstanding. Slow cooked fast food. Slow cooked fast, fast food here in L.A. That's very popular. Ooh, burger week's Even around the corner. They... Uh, they had a Guy Fieri episode. I mean, it must have been like five years ago or something now. Feels like it, it's been yeah. been a while. At least three or four. And they said, we're friends with them, and they said every time even that episode reruns, oh, it's huge. they have a huge influx of business again. You have no to pre- shit. You have to prep accordingly to when yeah, it, like that, when it starts you, you to air. You have to find out when the air schedule is, because that day it airs. Like You have to have more food ordered. You have to have more staff. Like... We got one! <laughs> we got a bleeder. Yeah, I mean, it's like, 
It's it's very real. Get I mean, the weeds, that, mate. It's a good problem. You can get into the uh, the bleached tip weeds. I could imagine. <laughs> I would love a an airbrush Guy Fieri stencil on my wall. Anywhere. Yeah, I heard. Th- I heard that when he yeah he comes to your restaurant, he has a, a like a stencil of his face that he like spray paints in rainbow paint on your wall, and then every place they go to, he, they're like. Hmm, you could do it on this sheet pen, or I have a paper that you can do it on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fine. Anyway, I, guy, I, if you're listening, please come on the show. Please, we would love to have you. I, I saw an online article. It was like nine things you didn't know but about Guy Fieri, and they were all things that I felt like I probably knew about Guy yeah. Fieri. <laughs> like, Guy owns over 300 pairs of Oakley sunglasses. I was like, yep, yeah, yeah, I believe that. I got 100%. that one. Only owns cars in red and yellow. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I I want to believe that Guy Fieri, like he's from Northern California. Yeah. Like like a chill uh, area. Yep. He probably. I know that area well. A lot of the family up there. And he's like, he's like the punching bag of the food industry. He's the laughing sock. He's the carrot top of food. That is very true. But I feel like there's like, he has so much money and he knows enough of what's cool and what's bad. Like obviously he has poor taste in fashion, but like. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised, like, if you went to his house and it was sort of tastefully done. Like, right. he probably has a dope mansion in Marin County. Yeah. yeah and, sure. you know, his kitchen is probably, like, the sickest. Like, he probably has a nicer kitchen than almost anybody, period. The ill grill. He's got the ill grill. Yep. But I, I will say, like, uh, uh, personality-wise, when you watch his show, which is one of my more favorite food shows <laughs> on TV, and I can get past my own issues with his personality yeah. and, and style, mm-hmm. but, like, he's doing a show that he so sincerely cares about and is so it seem, really does seem excited oh, yeah. to be doing it that you're like, yeah, this is all right. <laughs> like, his job is not, like, what was that show? Like, sh- the world's worst jobs and that guy had to do that job oh, for a yeah. day. It was like on that's Travel right. Channel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't have that show. Mm-hmm. He has like the shows show. like, go to really cool small places that make really great food and try it out and then everyone's so excited because you're going to help their business so everyone yeah, just yeah, smiles yeah. around you all the time. Yeah. Here's he's, a gallon barbecue sauce. He's, he's I think, done over over 300 episodes he's used the same crew every time so they're all buddies mm-hmm. like they all got a good solid gig and it's just like and that show's got to be so easy to shoot mm-hmm. it's like we're gonna be at this restaurant for four hours and you're gonna shoot here here and here and we're out and everybody's uh, yay i think yeah. Virgil said they closed for a few days for it oh like, really it was a big thing yeah oh, i was shit. actually astonished that it I wasn't actually i don't think don't it was as chill about as i thought yeah i figured it would be because you, you yeah. see some it, looks, it seems like it's open. Yeah. I mean all the people seem really whenever they're like what do you think about this dish you know that they're like cousins and friends and like mm-hmm. yeah. other employees oh, yeah. like no one no one ever seems Johnny on the spot there <laughs> it's like oh I didn't even see a camera what are you guys doing that is true <laughs> I was on a food truck trip my friend Vinny and his wife uh, they had twins a year ago and they had <laughs> they had a, a, a like a thriving food truck in Orange County but it sadly it had to close it's called Home Skillet and they were on a, a food show and, and they called all of us up and I showed up and I yeah I've sold the shit out of his food <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah I did the best I they could they call all their buddies and be yeah. like oh man this place is amazing <laughs> yeah and you know mom still texts me every time it airs <laughs> shout out mom uh-huh. I got the google alerts oh yeah um yeah well hopefully when guy when that episode airs the little jewel of New Orleans will be ready for it for, yeah. for Flavortown Po' Boys Flannel yeah so it's not aired no. I don't, no, I don't think it has. Uh, I think it's going to be a shit show when it airs because it's so good and it's so busy sometimes even now. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, Can't dude. wait for my oyster po' boy tomorrow. Hmm. See you soon, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, how did you guys have a good Easter? I worked all day long. I think I was there yeah, pretty much from open to close. Stewie works in the restaurant industry, and I never really remembered Easter being a big restaurant day outside of like a brunch. Well, that's it's like one of the other big. kind of thing, right? It's one or the other. Either mm-hmm. at somebody's house with a bunch of people, or you're like going out to a meal you're excited for. It's a brunch. I feel like or or an early dinner crowd, no. much akin to Mother's Day, but nowhere near as not. Well, I wouldn't say nowhere near, but not quite as busy. Okay. I, I mean, my restaurant is the first year doing brunch at Good Girl the Net, so we do a, a you know we do a, a pretty busy brunch, but it's a very like post church. So see these old ladies coming in with their you know their get ups, big floppy hats, yeah, but like hats. easier floppy. Yeah. You know, like a lot of uh, not floppy Easter floppy Easter floppy. So the colorway is different, you know. Yeah. A lot of pastels, yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Can be expected. Did yeah. you guys do? You guys are a Vietnamese restaurant. Did yep, you yep. do anything different for Easter or for your brunch? Now we're too busy because we're. Um, they had ham and biscuits with. Who gravy. was the time? <laughs> we, well, because we on Friday we're doing a pop up in Mid City instead mm. of a restaurant called Bloom. So mm. for the next. Four Fridays on the west side, you can get Good Girl the Net. It's mostly just going to be Bun Me and Pho and I think Curry. I didn't do so any like, plugs on the show, man. Yeah. I'm but I'm saying that's the <laughs> because of that, she's All the, you do is plug on yeah, the show. The chef was so, she's been very consumed prepping for that, so we didn't really do anything special. We made a strawberry pie, that's about it. But that's just because we, like pie. we like making pies, baby. What about you, Andre? You do anything Eastery? No, I didn't. And it was kind of a disappointment, but both Maggie and I were really tired and we had been dog sitting a puppy. That we had until Sunday afternoon that was not letting us sleep. Super cute. It is. It was a super (laughs) cute dog. But the way our house is laid out, it was either like put her in a room, which we tried one night, and she wouldn't stop crying for like twenty minutes. So it was like, oh, so this will never end. Mm -hmm. And she can get on our bed, so she would scratch our face four or five times a night. One, three in the morning, five in the morning, and just do it long enough to wake me up and then go straight back to sleep. So you guys had a roasted chihuahua. Yeah, right. A sous vide. whole dog <laughs> i would just give the dog nyquil no, no i mean but it was fine but so <laughs> think right anyone's out. ever sous vide a dog now that you say that <sighs> such a barbaric cuisine with such a, mm. such a sophisticated cooking touch. method yeah. tender, yeah. man if you're gonna do it do there's it, right? our angle boys yeah, it's like veal elevator pick uh-huh. veal um, i, I want to stop talking about sous vide this little dog <laughs> <laughs> not my dog <laughs> Um, no, and so we were so tired. We got invited to one person's house, but then we had the dog, and it just ended up. It was nice, and we were tired, and we just relaxed. But at the end of the day, we both were kind of depressed that we didn't do something Eastery. Because I last year you came over to my house, and I made a ham, right? Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, so oh, like, cool. I was I, not around for that. You were working, so. dog. Oh, yeah, there is there is a ham biscuit situation. Yeah, Sam made biscuits, right? Sam made biscuits. Yeah, you had the ham, and then I brought over deviled eggs. Oh yeah. But instead of eating the deviled eggs normally. I just made the deviled egg yolk spread and used that as mayonnaise yeah. uh, for yeah. the egg. I mean, for the ham biscuit, yeah. which ended up being one of the better bites of food I I took all year. I made a little rack of lamb because I always like and to have a little bit of lamb, a little, little bit of ham on Easter. Yeah. Easter, a little bit of lamb, a little, little bit of lamb. ham. But no, so it was it was like it was a non Easter and it's only fueling my fire for next Easter <laughs> going off. And I have sixty people. Easter over. uh two thousand sixteen. This time Andre's pissed. Yeah, that's right. Down. Speaking of deviled eggs, I ha- I have a good deviled egg tip. 
for for our listeners at home. Ooh. When uh, you are a devil egg master, I'm an, I'm an, I'm a deviled egg fiend. Yeah, it's true. I loves them. Yeah. I eat them up. At least a blue belt. I love eating yours. Two of my favorite things: mayonnaise and eggs. Put them <laughs> together, <laughs> fucking eggs. Yeah. Um, but when you're when you're making the when you after you hard boil the eggs and you and you take the yolks out, put them into a bowl. Instead of mashing them up with a fork or like putting them in a food processor or anything like that. Um, I found that smushing them through a sieve or a fine mesh strainer gets the perfect consistency, mm. and it's and it's and it's really easy. So you just dump them all into like a little metal strainer that's a, a relatively fine mesh, like a sieve, like a sieve, and then uh, hit it with the back of a spoon or a spatula, and then it comes food processor or anything like that. Um, I found that smushing them through a sieve or a fine mesh strainer. It's the perfect consistency, mm. and it's and it's it's really easy. So you just dump them all into like a little metal strainer that's a, a relatively fine mesh, like a sieve, like a sieve, and then uh, hit it with the back of a spoon or a spatula, and then it comes out looking really weird and creepy, like little yellow ants or something like okay. that. Okay, sounds nice. But nice. It instantly, it, it's a super smooth mixture. As, you know, it takes two minutes to do it. You don't have to stir up the lumps and try to squish all the lumps out with a fork. Yeah, no, I That's feel like the, the texture in the mm-hmm. yolk it is a sign of a really good deviled egg when it's yeah, super yeah. smooth. Nice and airy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. light airy. So, so do that, and it's fun to do. Fun to do a little sieve squish. Almost, almost like a reeser. Like a ricer? A ricer, where it comes out in little threads, or no? Yeah, like a potato a ricer. A little bit. No, finer than that. But no, yeah. not at all. No, no, not at all like that. No, it's doing. pretty. It's very similar to that. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about toppings on on deviled eggs, like a little bake, bacon crumble? I, you know, deviled eggs. You know, I like. I've, I've always wanted to try and make the best, like whatever the best deviled You're egg the is. The best around. <laughs> like I don't, and I, I also I don't know what the best topping for a deviled egg is. Like, there's no end all. Like, this is the best. Yeah. But like, I do like a little bacon crumble on there. Sure. It's texture, right? Yeah, you want, you want that crunch. topping, smooth. since it's, everything's so smooth and should be on a deviled egg, mm-hmm. if you're going to get wild with it, you want a little texture on top, right? Yeah. I, mean, I like a little fresh dill yeah, on top. That's, I like color. That dill um, spring is nice. I've had it with seasoned, uh, nice, kind of slightly larger size breadcrumbs, but seasoned, so you actually, mm. they actually taste like something. Breadcrumbs yeah, are a good, nice. idea. good idea. Not bad. Breadcrumbs are very good. I like a, a super thin... Um, blanched asparagus tip on top is nice. Yeah, that's a good one. Just yeah. like a little petite yeah. half-inch asparagus tip, like the super wafer thin, thin baby one, you know, or a wafer thin. Uh huh. A little pickled shallot on top is nice. That's yeah, that's book. always nice. I've had it with a small sardine or anchovy on top, which is an advanced move for some. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's just like it's just a whole sardine just sitting right. Crispy there. shallots. Sprinkle, yeah, sprinkle. maybe I, that might be the best. Like a little f- crispy, crispy fried shallot yeah. might be the winner. Crispy It'll, fried shallot is one of the reigning kings of toppings. Almost oh, right crispy fried shallot you could put on. It makes anything better. Just, it really does. It's just so sick. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's the dank king of all toppings. <laughs> all fried toppings. But uh, but for <laughs> deviled eggs, when you're making when you're making try try the move of. Instead of scooping all that stuff and squirting it into a halved hard-boiled egg yolk, just take those yolks and whatever. Put them on a sandwich. Eat them somewhere else. Mm. Eat them somewhere else. Take <laughs> don't, a, don't eat them at home. Go to a second location and yep. eat them on your own time. 
But take that mixture of mayonnaise, egg yolk, Dijon, a little pickle, a little cayenne, a little paprika. Mix it all together and then smear that on some bread and use that instead of mayonnaise and mustard mm. on a sandwich. It's the next level. I mean, it sounds like a gluttonous overload, but like when you make a, like a ham sandwich, you'll put a little mayonnaise, a little mustard That's on there. True. And what is inside of mayonnaise? Egg yolks? No, I mean, if you're using the same amount, there's nothing yeah. really so more unhealthy for yeah, you yeah. than mayonnaise. So it's just <laughs> egg yolks. I'm not mad. It's egg yolks, mayonnaise, and mustard. Those are all things that you would normally have on a sandwich. It's a little bit thicker, a little bit more airy, and it just turns it into a wild sandwich situation. Or if you're making deviled eggs, make a little bit extra just so you have that schmear in the fridge for the next week. Maybe yeah. for some Ritz crackers on there. A little yeah, schmear. Nothing scooping. Nothing wrong with a solid team player. I mean, imagine that on a nice BLT. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That would be awesome. Cornichones. Yeah, cornichon all up in the on top. That's a good, actually a good topping for the deviled egg, too. Just drop a cornichon on top. Boom. Bam. Maybe a... If you slice it on Mandy. Yeah, a mandolin mm-hmm. sliv. A Mandy. A little slice of Mandy. That's in, well, Stewie works in the industry. You yeah. got to get the Mandy out. I like the Mandy. Don't make me pull the Mandy out. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> what? You guys went to Mom's Freesters? He did. I, I did. And you worked. That's I worked. Right. I did the uh, I did the deviled eggs and I did the green bean casserole. Mm, solid. More crispy, fried. Yeah. yeah. Green, green bean casserole. I finally perfected my green bean casserole recipe. What was the hitch? Uh, the hitch were the proportions and. The cooking of the green beans. When you do the green bean casserole, you normally like want to blanch them just for a little bit. Yeah. So they kind of come out. So they still have a little snap to them when you eat it. But I found that that snap is not the best. It's, uh, it's harder yeah. to scoop and it's harder to eat and it's it just kind of turns into a weird thing. So if you cook, if you blanch it a little bit longer, so it turns a little bit more mushy. Not like a full canned green bean mush level, but like. A little more mush makes it so much better. Makes sense. I have found for me a big problem, and I know that, that where that texture and they're too long and then when they're too crisp, but I like them that crisp, I'll cut them a lot shorter than most people do. Yep. I won't use like whole green beans. Mm. So if they, if they have that texture, that, which is what I like, which is I think what you're describing makes it a little more difficult to deal with, if they're cut into smaller like three-quarter inch sections you can just like yes. you yep. scoop out and that works yeah i would say yeah half, some guess. people will leave them whole yeah. some people will have them i would say in thirds yeah or even quartering them if they're a giant son of a bitch that's a lot that's a lot of work but if it you is, can if you can get the bagged um sometimes you can get the bagged green beans or the eric cover and yeah. they'll all be lined up in yep. the bag already so if you carefully remove them from the bag they're all laying the same way, and then that's you can easy. just hit them with a knife. Oh, that's kind of a pro tip. I never yeah. thought about that's, that. that was I the, like that. That's the carrot pro tip is taking all the tops off when we worked, and we were juicing a ton. You just just cut while they're still in the big plastic bag because they're laying the same direction. Just uh, cut along the top. Yeah. Uh, so you're cutting the bag open and the tip. And the top, yeah. The, well, the top. The, the so it's like John Belushi, the, the, the samurai, the samurai deli. Kind of. Sort out. Take exactly. those carrot tops mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. All right. A little blood is shed, but it's fine. Pro tips. Um, I'm going to Coachella today. I was going to do some Coachella food tips, but you're the only pr- of the, the Coachella of us. food tip. Don't go to Coachella if you want to enjoy your food. Yeah, if you're well, in- that's what I'm here for, fellas. Coachella, don't eat food at the festival. I no. heard that there's a bunch of like restaurants and food trucks and stuff there. Pop uppers. The the festival <laughs> is no place to be eating food. Mm-mm. You're supposed to be drinking and doing drugs only. That's it. 
Um, but in Palm Springs, there are some good options, and I always try to do this. So if you're listening to this on your way to Coachella or you're in Palm Springs, um, I would recommend going to a sushi restaurant called Kiyosaku. It's, uh, it's in Palm Springs, around the corner. You can walk there from the Ace Hotel, and it's pretty huh. much the only traditional sushi restaurant in Palm Springs. It is not by any means amazing, amazing, but it is very good for Palm Springs. It is super solid. How's, our, also how's the price point? It's expensive. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. They will get you. Give me the brass tacks. They will, yes. get you, uh, they will get you on the price tag because they are the only show right. in town. Um, when, but when you tell somebody, like, I got a good sushi spot in Palm Springs, everyone says bullshit. <laughs> but, You're instantly called a liar and no one returns yeah, your text. it makes no sense. Um, but I do recommend this place. It's a little cute mom-and-pop spot. Yeah. Go there and get some uh, get some beer, get some sake. But and it's it's very traditional, and the sushi and the fish there is good, but you will pay for it. Dang! But it's it's really nice when it like it's a hundred degrees out. You've been you know hanging around with hipsters all day. You're covered in dust, and uh. it, it is really nice to just when the sun goes down to have a civilized, relaxing meal in an air conditioned dark restaurant. Cold beer, great sushi, like it's it's so enjoyable. So. And they have their signature dish, which is a grapefruit. This, the, 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 head, the sushi chef guy takes a grapefruit, cuts the top off, uh, hollows, it, hollows it out, leaving the bottom intact, okay. segments, uh, segments the fruit all out, and puts it into little fish-sized chunks. And then he takes those grapefruit flesh chunks and mixes it with um, salmon, tuna, yellowtail, shrimp, scallops, and some crab meat, mixes it all together with the juices of the grapefruit. So oh, it's yeah. kind of like a little quick ceviche. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole and then the grapefruit sits on a plate and it's overflowing with fruit and and after a while the grapefruit and the fish you you almost can't tell what is what. So every bite is like a little surprise. That's great. That's awesome. And it's super good. It's also probably like forty five dollars something Thirty dollars, right? Like that, but it's 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 hot fire. Does it have Does it have a funny sushi name like Supreme Supreme? No, it's just like they don't have. No, it's a very not funny restaurant. Okay, it's it's super regular. There's no uh, there's no silliness going on there until I show up. Mm. I think I've only ever really eaten at the Ace there. Yeah, I mean, Ace is not bad. They which actually is fine and dandy. Uh, the bad. the diner or the whole or the the whole place. The, the lounge. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The move, though, is if you've managed to score a house with some buddies, is just pack the car full of carne asada and just grill the entire time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you have a house in Palm Springs, they have a fresh and easy and a Trader Joe's. And a Trader Joe's, I was going to say. So, yeah, you just go to your house, unload the car of all your stuff, go to Trader Joe's with your four bros, spend 200 bucks on chips, meat, avocados, beer, and tequila. Yeah. And uh, a couple dozen eggs yep. for a hangover breakfast, nice. and then you're just you're set, and you're just making marks by the pool. <sighs> Watch the lanyards fly. Yeah, that's right. Lanyards everywhere. Wristbands. Let the plenty. lanyards hit the flow. <laughs> Let the lanyards hit the flow. You know, having a doobie, listening to some Steely Dan. Oh, that mm-hmm. sounds great. And just grilling some bomb ass carne asada. <laughs> <laughs> I think, am I the? I think I'm. A, 
Have you been? I'm the only one that hasn't been to Coachella. No, 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 no not at all. You haven't been? I, absolutely not. I will go to my dying grave having never been to Coachella. I mean, it's not like a it's not like a flag in in the dirt that I'm sticking in. Like nah. I will never. But I mean, it would. I don't. I would never probably be given the VIP experience that I would. It would take me to enjoy mm. it. I mean, I would have to be probably in a band that didn't have to perform, but also, like, my jet flew into fucking the airport there. I was like, I can't, yeah. So, yeah, I you will never what, guys, be afford the experience. Let's try and plan on going next year. Okay. Right, I'll show you how I do it, which, A, does not involve going to the actual Coachella Festival whatsoever. Bingo. That would be, That's uh, the main that would be important that part on my list. All you, there's 10 parties every single day. Yeah. At hotels, and they all have free alcohol mm-hmm. and free clothes and free everything. And butts. <laughs> and, and butts. And butts. <laughs> and butts. Oh, Stewie, how dare you? You know our mom listens to this. I know. Hi, mom. But yeah, that would, I mean, that, I think one of the first things, like the first rule of Coachella don't go to Coachella. Yeah. And that's how you have a great time. Yeah. yeah. But I just really enjoy Los Angeles when everybody's at Coachella. Oh, it's, it's such like a nice place. Oh, where's this Restaurants like? and you bars. You can park anywhere you like. Oh, it's great. Oh, it's delightful. Never checked it out. <laughs> uh, I'll, see what, I'll see what's going on. It's totally worth it. Um, all right. I'm going to get a cup, couple more things, and then oh, we're going to get into our main subject of baseball. Oh, because not, God. Because much like Coachella, we are also in opening season. Um, but before that, there's a couple things, or one thing I wanted to talk about. There's this new, um, it's a coffee thing, there's a new pour-over technology. 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 Oh, there's, no. a, uh, there's a company called Poppy, and they have made a smart pour-over coffee machine. Whoa. So basically, it's this unit, it's like this really nice-looking kind of copper thing. It holds water in it, it has like a little carafe thing that looks like a chemex and it has a grinder at the top and it has the filters and all that stuff so basically it's like an automatic coffee machine except for pour overs yeah i was gonna make a joke about it connecting to my iphone but apparently it does that it connects to your phone and your wi-fi so while you're laying in bed you can say i want a 10 ounce coffee for myself or i want a 20 ounce for me and boo boo mm. And then it grinds the beans right there, does the filtered water straight into the pour-over, and you have your craft ready to go. And then the main, main kicker is it intelligently connects through Wi-Fi to your Amazon account. And it, when it, it knows when you've run out of beans and will automatically order more beans sent to your house. That so you never insane. have to go buy beans. And you always have pour over coffee right there. It is. It well, looks beautiful. Well, and it well. looks it is amazing. One of the best looking coffee makers yeah. I've ever I mean, seen. I uh, mean, it sounds on paper a little dumb, but it's one of those things where oh, like, if it. I tried I it one time, it. I'd be like, I am never not doing this. Price me. Oh, I, I don't know what the price is. It's also not available. It does. Yeah, it it's, has it, not. It's in Kickstarter it's form. Gonna, it's gonna. I don't no, know if it's Kickstarter. It says device uh, will ship late 2015, but it is not okay. a Kickstarter. What do you think it's gonna cost? Oh wait, probably not as much as you think. I don't. I mean, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars. I don't. I don't think it's. I, I don't think it'd be that, that much. much at all. I'm gonna say. It's, at the end of the day, it's pretty. <laughs> I, I mean, if my sous vide costs one ninety nine, that does a lot. But this, this may do more. This also, I mean, if it if it's grinding and making the quality coffee it's claiming to, it's got to be a really nice high end burr grinder it inside is a burr of it. Grinder. So, so I mean, that's, that's one fifty right off the bat. 
to me, if the Barazza Virtuoso or I'm Bartiza gonna, Virtuoso. I'm going to say 250 to 300 range. I mean, how nice is it really needed to be, the grinder? I mean, it should be solid, but I don't think it needs we, to be like I, the I, top, top tier. No, but and, and I think 140 is kind of your entry level automatic burr grinder. Yeah, it's obviously from what not the best me. burr grinder, but it's probably good enough. It have to be good enough. Because it's pretty it's sleek. The people can't like, see it. Just to be able, just up. to be laying in your bed, and then you on you pull up the app and you type in what kind of beans you have, and it suggests what the best grind for it is, oh, and yeah. you could select what grind you want from wirelessly while you're still laying in bed and just hit. No, that I'm thing. sold. Boom. Bed or just from just from the desk or from anywhere. No, I. I <laughs> These kinds of things never appealed that much to me, but then I just bought and installed a Nest in my house, which allows me to control the temperature on my phone. Mm-hmm. And f- I went from somebody who never touches thermostat, mostly because I get to live in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that needs to. I'm I'm playing with with the temperature like every 20 minutes now. I'm like, mm, I could use it up a notch. Yeah, I'll just take it up <laughs> one degree. I like 72, I but I'm feeling 71. Or I'll be Isn't like, weird? Ah, I'm just gonna I'll, I'm just run the fan for 30 minutes right now. So, <laughs> so my question. Following that story is, does this make you drink 12 times as much coffee since you just hit a button on your phone and you have beautiful, wonderful pour-over coffee feet away? Yeah, because I make a pour-over every morning and depending on how awake I am or not awake, like, I can, I've definitely, like, not been down. I've been like, ugh. I was going to eyeball, forget my uh, scale today. Yeah, I mean, when you, yeah, doing the scale and the, you know, all that stuff. And then I've definitely, like, one maybe once because I I make a coffee and a smoothie often in the morning and if I've been super groggy, I may or may not have poured coffee grinds into a blender before. Yeah, that's and, you know, fine. shit like that. That's not fine. Does this you know mean, how expensive coffee is? Does this mean? Yeah, I have that, an idea. It's so expensive coffee is. Yes, I do. I wasted so much money. Does this mean proof will be seeing your face less potentially in the future if you no, pick one of these bad I'm boys two, up? I'm a two a day sipper. Yeah, nah. I do. I do the one coffee just to get my motor running, just to get me out Prime of the, the house, head out on the highway. And then I'll do. Then I'll do a three p.m. iced coffee in the summer or a cortado in the colder months. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'll dip down to sixty degrees Woo! around here. And put a pair of socks on that go above your ankle. Lord. Oh. Well. That, no, it is a it, it's a beautiful piece of equipment. It's almost something that you can yeah. see people buying just to put out and not use. Yeah, there's a new gadget that comes out every every day. It seems like, and I don't care to talk about them, but this one was so impressive that I I wanted it. But enough on that. We're going to get to our actual topic for oh, today. Oh God. Which is the we are uh, we're in opening week. Of baseball. Baseball. Dun, 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 this is where you insert the sound of the crack of a bat. Back, 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 back. Both of you Go guys are, are big baseball fans. Uh, baseball fans. Angels and Dodgers, respectively. See. See, see. See. Doyers. Okay, see. See. And we, we play baseball in like a little weekly pickup game that we both enjoy. Andre does not quite yet, but we're going to get him on board. Yeah, I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. I'm working on it. Um, oh, so we wanted to talk about baseball things. Uh, back in the day, baseball food meant basically a shitty hot dog, some gross nachos that are also amazing, some Cracker Jacks, some peanuts. Ugh, delightful. Which is all great. Yes. But, but now it seems like in the last, literally like this year, it just has gone full explosion of all the food you can get at every stadium, not just... 
LA it's been ramping up, but I, each year, it, for sure, each year it's just like even more. Each year a little bit more. I think the Dodger stadiums have been behind the times. Uh, I know the, very much. The Padres they've always killed it because they have such a strong beer scene, and they have you know it's so close to Mexico. They have such they have great Mexican food and fresh corns and actual salads at where you know where the godforsaken team plays. I don't care for those. The Padres. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So no. it's, it's uh, <laughs> so actually the, the Dodgers are even behind the Angels as far as food and I beers. I feel and like the Dodgers have been behind every stadium I've ever been to. They've just been banking on this Dodger dog, which has it's been deteriorated. Play, yeah, great stadium, great food. Like uh, Dodgers, I th- well, I think it's also one of those things too, where it's like they are consistently one of the highest performing dollar value franchises in all sports in the world. Like mm-hmm. they go head to head up against Premier League football teams and yep. any NFL team. Like the Dodgers themselves have such high ticket sales, and they just didn't need to. Yeah. They had the ESPN did a study, and it was two years ago, it was before Johnson came in and lowered the beer prices. They had by the ounce the most expensive beer in professional sports in the United States. Dodger Stadium, the cost. Yeah. Of beer I believe there. that. And it was just like, why, guys? Why? But and then the food. Yes, they could. And, and Did you no just do the uh, why? 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 <laughs> but it's also completely segregated too, in that like there are way different food choices on the level you choose. Because two years ago they did the remodel where they brought in, um, they brought in a bunch of stuff on the reserve level for the Dodger Stadium, mm-hmm. which included I think that poor can- people could not get. No, but they yeah. canners. They put a canners down there. Oh yeah. Um, and you know food options went. A lot nicer, zero to sixty on the first level, like two or three years ago, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's not caught up in the rest of the stadium. Well, but anyways, yeah. What? Some of my, my sorry. The long point no, was. Don't be sorry. That's what we're here to uh, talk about. Is God that like I just don't think they needed to. You know, a lot of parks become theme parks because they're trying to get people in the stands and they're trying to get people excited about their food or their attractions mm-hmm. or come out and hang out in our lazy yeah, river like, hey fatty by the way like baseball so by much? the way that doesn't exist lazy oh, river oh, but it's can. like the, 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 there's nothing Kinda. that the ravine needs to get people in the seats they have better years and worse years but they never need a gimmick they're no. the dodgers so nice. i feel like the stadium unfortunately reflects part of that mm-hmm. well not no more not no more. Yeah, well, well it, got, it definitely got better. Well, speaking well, of the year. of the beer prices that you were talking about, I really did notice that because I've been I've been going to baseball games ever since I was a child, well, and I've drinking beer ever since you were a kid at these baseball that's games. The, that's the thing. <laughs> I have never got drunk at a baseball game, and as I've gotten older and sort of not fallen out of love with baseball, but it has become less of a passion of mine than when I was 12 years old. It was like For sure. my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. And now I still enjoy it, but it's definitely not the best. And then the last time I went to a game last year, I I drank beer a pretty good amount with some friends of like a bunch of Australians and they're like, oh yeah, we're all drinking beer at the baseball game. And I was like, I've never really done this before, which is Ugh. strange. Very necessary. And it is Crucial. so e- amazingly e- necessary. E- even yeah, as it, a big baseball fan, it's still like a couple it, beers is an important part of the game. It's hours long. Yeah, man. But like, I have not had more fun at a baseball game than no. when you have no. a nice buzz going. Well, completely. My fondest memories are... When we became of age, we would just you know, drink Jägermeister in the parking lot before the game. <laughs> we would party, party. No, I'm just kidding. No, we would just chug uh, Bud Light and, and then and Bud Heavy in the parking lot and just like tr- throw them all into the car. And uh, gangster, just we we it's the only way we could handle it. Because it's so expensive. Months went out, and it's so expensive. Yeah, I would go and get like the big, like the big 
tall boys of Bud Light or whatever. And those cost like twelve dollars each. Yeah. For a tall boy. Fourteen. Fourteen. Or 14 like, it's like it's like twelve bucks for could, the twelve ounce yeah. cup. And go into and the tall boys uh, like fourteen or fifteen. I could go to a liquor store and buy that same can for a dollar seventy nine or however much yeah. you know, the homeless special is. Yeah. And you know, like I got a nice buzz going. I I had three tall boys feeling yep. good. I, Wallet and I, and not I, feeling I just good. spent enough money to like get a hundred people drunk yes. in a house party. Yes, like absolutely. I could have bought two twenty-four packs for the amount of money that I Easy. just bought. It's crazy. I mean, the last time I went to a Segway to to basketball, I went to a Laker game, and my friend put me on like you could spend that much on a beer, or you could spend just a little bit more and get like a double scotch. Because they yeah. have full booze there, yeah, yeah. And you're slow sipping that scotch because that's the thing. You get a tall beer, you have to chug it for it to taste good. But like the mm. the last quarter, third of it, it's going to be disgusting yeah, and if you're warm. In the sun, day game in the sun. Yeah, yeah so you're sipping a little scotch, quickness. and god damn, it's really yeah. Nice that's to a watch nice that. angle, but I feel like you gotta have beer at a sports but, game. But at basketball, it's a little different. I'm it's with, a different I'm with vibe. You you're stunned. I'm with you. Baseball, yeah, like I want to wear my shorts because it's indoors. But yeah, I feel like baseball, you gotta have beer. But for sure, baseball. But I. Hockey, basketball, I'm still like, I don't need a cocktail or yeah. something hard. I'm beer. Beer the whole way. So do you guys have any possible hacks on how to get around? Oh, so many tips. Paying well, so much money. I do. All right. Stewie, you first. Well, for me, I was, it took me years, but I, I had a professor, <laughs> and I told him I was going to the Angels. Was this was just like, like a homeless guy that you called the professor? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. I, I learned a few things from this trend. On the train, street you got ball. the best beard, professor. <laughs> he was a street ball legend. No, he's, he's, he's I'm just kidding. An actual, oh, okay. He was my drafting teacher, and uh, I told mm-hmm. him I was going to Angel Games. Like, you know, uh, what else did he have on draft? Well, the ding, 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 ding. Blue moon. Do it, Stu. Okay, we're all done. We're all done. Go for it. Only fat tire. And he said, "Oh, you could bring your own food." And I was like, "What? You could bring your own food?" Well, duh, bro. Yeah, because I. This is this is the life. This is the pro tip. This is the pro tip. One hundred percent. So you make a rum cake? (laughs) Yo, you go to. You hide the booze inside (laughs) the turkey. You bake a cake and put a bottle of wild turkey inside. You could definitely like breaking somebody out of jail in the (laughs) fifties. Are you familiar with Faderade? Yeah, you can definitely do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, There's uh, that. Okay. No, just go to the deli, get yourself a sandwich, get some potato salad. You can make it yourself, but always, always, always just bring your own food in. Perfect thing. It's uh, when we were at Little Jewel, I was eating this, the mufaletta. I was like, this would be perfect. It's in Chinatown, just it, up the it. street from I was like, from Dodger Stadium. Just grab the mufaletta because it's cold sitting there, pre-made. We'll feed six and it's people the whole. Perfect. One. Always, always, always bring your own food because it's just it's just not as good. And that's how you offset the the, the crazy beer price that you bring your own things okay. and and bring your own peanuts in. They taste so much better. So much better High and ridiculously cheaper. So Everything much cheaper. Down the line, Cracker Jacks. And w- mm-hmm. when you when you walk into the stadium, do they check? Did they don't like pat you down or anything like? That. I mean, well, you, so yeah, you could you could bring yeah. in a little flask or something if you wanted to. Yeah. That's risky. Yeah, you could. But you could. Is it risky? What's risky about it? I wouldn't want to get my flask taken away. Well, yeah. they they don't really pat you down though, do they? No, but sometimes I mean it's metal, so sometimes they they have. Um, so you get wanded sometimes. Exactly. Yeah, maybe get the plastic. Yeah. they make yeah. the plastic disposable. Yeah, guy. I mean, no. If you look, if you really want to sneak booze into a baseball game, <laughs> yes, you can tape shit to your totally. thigh and cruise in there. But then I mean, you got to be that guy. There's ways to do it, and like you said, like. Gatorade, you can put vodka in the Gatorade and yeah. have it fill up. Although sometimes they will check because if you bring any outside 
beverages, they need to be sealed. It has to be sealed. And it has to be in plastic. You can't but, bring glass or But you can. could always kind of fake it and just fill it to a top so it looks yeah. like you haven't ha- drank out of it. So, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. the tip. And it's probably also like if you have, you know, four or five face tattoos, you might have a harder search <laughs> going through than your average guy in a polo. Yes. God but, forbid. But, yeah, so the, the pro tip is always, and I would do this because I had season tickets for four years and, mm. you know, would make whole meals. Like spend a couple hours before the game and bring in two bags full of Tupperware, five yeah. gallon bucket people, of oh, yeah. spaghetti and people meatballs. People would be so excited. I'd do a whole big chicken. I like every. I mean, it, would, it looked like a meal you would have at your house for six people, and I'd bring it in with plastic forks and knives and napkins. And wow, I mean, you can bring in as much food as you want. Yeah, right? I, I'd say just like. The the basic one, just bring like cheese and crackers and some chacoots, man, because that stuff will yeah. keep all day long, and you totally. can snack on them things. Yeah. You know, you don't want anything to spoil. So everyone was delicious. everyone was happy about your Sunday roast chicken dinner, yeah. except for everybody sitting around you That's eyeballing that exactly. bird. Like, and you know, it. you don't look very cool doing it. No one's like, that no, guy's no, cool. No, like, oh, people are envious the of idiot you. With all, well, sometimes when they see the food. But it also defeats the purpose to an extent. I mean, that was good for me because I was going to 50 games a year. Right, games right, a yeah, yeah. We lived close to the stadium, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if somebody doesn't go to, they go to one baseball game every year, two years, they want to eat hot dogs. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, want, like, they don't want your home food that they go to your house and eat twice a week right right right. so sometimes you have to take that into consideration and make things accordingly but yeah so you can make all the food you want you can go as gourmet as you want to and i've gone balls to the wall on it for sure mm-hmm. but also like you said grabbing muffaletta or grabbing a sandwich and just bringing that stuff in and maybe having a hot dog tacos at risa before the dodger game yeah. let's go get a nice burro way oh you're very it's a burro way all right <laughs> nice accents too okay, sounded authentic claro, claro, claro. all right well let's talk about the actual food that you can buy at the stadium yes. So we don't, you know, we we got to big up them a little bit. Well, there used to be, if you were a vegetarian, this was one small pro tip. There was only vegetarian hot dogs on the reserve level. That's right. Mm-hmm. So if you were like on on the top deck, you could tell the guy you're going down to get a vegetarian dog, and they let you go, and then you could sneak into a seat on reserve, which is kind of cool. But now you can get it stadium wide. Yeah, I think so. Down at Tommy Lasorda's uh, Trattoria. Well, that's the new one this year. Is Lasorda opened up his own Italian restaurant inside the park, which is perfect. I what picture, if he was the one in there making everything? I picture him placing meatballs. <laughs> and the food in just tasted horrible. Yeah. It was over salted and had like stuff spilt into it that I didn't need know. to. And, like nobody, nobody tell him. Yeah, like Lasorda put in his last ten grand into yeah. this, Jeez. and this is all he's got. Like the wedding singer grandma putting meatballs in her hands. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah. I picture. Crazy Tommy. Tommy. We don't have plates at Crazy Tommy's. <laughs> Use your hands, dummy. Come on. It's, it's a, a meatball. Game. Um, How do you guys feel about the Dodger dog? I know a lot of people don't uh, are not a fan of the Dodger dog. I, I love the Dodger dog because I'm at Dodger Stadium eating it. If you want to put it up to hot dogs in general or even hot dogs at other parks, it's not, it's not a real jump-off winner. No. It's not a standout. But it's a guts. But it tastes so good. I mean, that's the thing you hear from everybody. Is like a, a hot dog just tastes so good at a baseball game. Yeah, it's 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 just what it is. It's true. Yeah, but they have they, I, but they do make like a like a more proper grilled hot dog there now that you can get right. Well, it's it depends on it, the, it depends on what the stand is because the reason why they boil the hot dogs is because of ventilation they need for grills. So it used to be you could get the grilled ones on the upper level 
on the sides, yeah. on the corners of the top deck, would have grilled dogs. Right. And, and the truth is, like, it's better than a boiled dog, but even when they're grilled, it's just like you see a couple tiny half-assed grill marks, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a whole lot of effort done into that either. But sure. it, was, it was definitely better. Mm-hmm. Um, but now they're doing, you know, they're doing, like, the bacon-wrapped hot dog there, too. I mean, they're definitely putting more effort into it, mm-hmm. um, and you can see that. Mm. Um, I think the big thing this year... Or the one that I'm waiting to try because I didn't get tickets for opening day is the the Lasorda meatball cup, which is a meatball cone. Cone. So it's like a bread cone that they spoon in three or four meatballs and just a little dollop of marinara on top, and you eat it like it's an ice cream cone, <laughs> which is amazing to me. It's a meat cone. Mm-hmm. I've I've seen like the pizza cones. But this, oh, this I've is never different. Even seen a pizza? Cone. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. It's like an say. ice cream cone that's made out of pizza crust, and then it's just filled with like tomato sauce and pepperoni chunks and cheese, and then you just kind of okay. That doesn't sound bad. Munch it, it up. Was done it's like open well. in a pizza pocket. Yeah. It's like a big piece of uh, Chicago deep dish in a cone, right? It's, it's like an Italian drumstick. Yeah. Mm. I, see, it sounds good. That does sound good. That's my. Do you think that all the of these drumstick. restaurant and food? Advances in the baseball stadium are because people they're like to deter people from bringing in their own food. And I, do you think that I, there I, could be a time in our near future where they begin banning outside food, much like a movie theater? I have to imagine somebody brings it up in a meeting every year, and, mm-hmm. and the Dodgers back office is like, "Hey guys, let me go back to last year's point that I made. I've been going over numbers. Let's just yeah. ban all food coming in." <laughs> Um, I think Some, that's, between that and just regionalism, yeah, just trying to show off. You know, you've got people coming into town from all over, so like let's let's just show off some of our own history. And so obviously, Thomas Thornton is a huge part of Dodger lore, Dodger history. So that makes yeah. sense. And you know, nothing says L.A. like some meatball marinara. Well, that's why Canners makes sense. You know, yeah, yeah, Canners yeah. is like some. I think the more regional shit. are like the carne asada fries and the you know they have Which a ta- the, they have a taqueria right. that you can exactly. get. this year. They they got the first year they're doing carne asada fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think the. The stadium is slow to pick up on the on the local beers, and I feel like the Angel Stadium's got that down a little bit better. Like they, yeah, that is one thing I'm excited about. Is is now that you can get like a cool craft beer, I will be much more excited to to spend that money on that instead of a Bud Light. Yeah, if it's two bucks more, give me a break. Well, it goes back. Literally, please give me a break. It goes back to that that idea that you know. A lot of these things are catering to people that may necessarily not be there for the baseball. Mm-hmm. If you're not having that hard of a time selling tickets or you're always performing in a way that you know, they don't need to get people in the seats as much as other stadiums do, it's, you know, it's, like, it's going to take a push to make it a more respectable park and an exciting destination whether they necessarily need to on the books or not. I think it's obviously a good look for everybody, but it's like what is that push Maybe it's just some agenda in the office, but I can't imagine it's it's necessarily dictated because they have to fill those seats. They don't. They sell too well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many other great things in other stadiums. Like <clears throat> you got with the the really famous one that everybody always talks about every time they do a story on ESPN about food at ballparks is at Oriole Park, Camden Yards. Apparently, there's maybe some of the best barbecue in the entire country. Is like mm-hmm. is Boog's barbecue in Camden Yards, yeah. and that's I mean 
that wouldn't be hard to have at Dodger Stadium no. if they wanted to. They really wanted to make a push to have something that's just like truly outstanding. Yeah. But, you know, for and, whatever reason, it's not happening. And Dodger Stadium isn't really a strong tailgating no. thing because it's not logistically all. difficult. You have to go up They're that hill. They're just doing gang you know? sweeps. But even... <laughs> <laughs> but even... Even I know that no, the, yeah. I, um, the right Big A used you. to do it. We used to, we, there was an allocated spot at Anaheim Stadium where you, that's where you can that's where you yeah, can get some no and drink. Tail, I would say there is no there's tailgate. No tailgate culture there. At, at, there is because Elysian Park's just outside. People party a little bit in the park and near those barbecues, but that's totally different than normal tailgating culture, yeah. where you're inside, Point you're towing blank. in crazy barbecues, and you're yes. going Smokers. nuts. And yeah, I mean, like, I would love that, but that has never been, I think, and the you're drinking, my experience you're publicly there. drinking, and you're but hiding it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. I think some like, it's it's okay to have it sanctioned. Oh, I don't yeah, know. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of t- like, I mean, part of the tailgating cool is to drink here. Is drinking even at Anaheim with, Stadium? Yeah, yeah. Drinking with pride, you don't have to. You don't have to hide hide it, the bottle. It might have come and gone. Go drink this I'm with drink pride. It. Yeah, you're, gonna, you're doing keg stands. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are you guys' nostalgic memories? Oh, the thing, I, first thing I thought of was just getting at that little plastic. The basement, the mini baseball, the, the helmet. mini helmet with the ice oh, cream mini sundae. Helmet. Killed it when which you is, were a kid. You which wanted is, it so bad. Yeah, which is now turning into. I don't know if they have it dodged into Dippin' Dots in the little, yeah. in the little helmet. Yeah, and not that bad. Is, ooh, jamming. But yeah, you like get the dots. miniature plastic batting helmet flipped yep. upside down and filled with, with a ice cream sundae. Yeah. And then you get to keep the helmet for whatever. And then, yeah, and then your mom has to like take a your mom has to throw it away. sticky helmet. Yeah, like, <laughs> I have purse. to carry this home so you could do nothing with it. But the thing, at the game, you have all these plans. You're like, oh man, I can't believe I haven't had one of these before. The places we're gonna go, mini plastic Dodger <laughs> yeah. helmet. I'm keep my tr- uh, my change in, my here. Nachos uh, in there. My extra Legos. I don't have my mm-hmm. home yet. They're going here. And your mom's like, <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna love Lego. Batman's gonna live but, in it as a pool. Like, it's gonna be great. <laughs> have you guys ever seen anybody outside of a baseball stadium just eating Cracker Jacks? I don't yeah. know. No, not, seen, not in I, our I generation. If this was the fifties, cracker jacks. Yeah. I mean, but that's their cracker jacks are old. It's like turn of the century. It might even be yeah, before. Yeah. Like cracker jacks are so that Brian Beans and Peters with cracker jacks. That song was written in like nineteen oh four, I think. It's nineteen oh eight. Listen up, sir. By someone who'd never been to a baseball game. Ah, by the way, that's is the is the story. Take me out to the ball game was written by someone who'd never been to a baseball game. Huh. Not, huh. not to knock the wind out of those sails, but you know, but they're kind of delicious. I think Cracker Jacks are great. Like if you had them right here, I'd be jumping them up. Yeah, you, keep them away from me. My favorite nostalgia memory is when we would play Little League Baseball, Ooh. and then I would get the uh, the nachos. Oh, yes. Which are just the shitty corn tortilla chips with the fake nacho cheese hot squirts on top of it. And that was, uh, and, that, nice. and that's it. That's my favorite thing at Dodger Stadium now is so just good. to get like just some chos and a little baggie of the pickle jalapenos and just that. It's like perfect. Yep, mm. it's delicious. I'll, I'll throw some. Uh, I'll, I'll go over to the hot dog stand and get some onions and put them in my nacho cheese. That's Ooh. a good look. That's a very yeah. the, the raw onions. So bit. you go fully loaded. That's a hack right there. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's, I guess it's a hack. You head over yeah. to the relish station yeah. and go for the diced onion. Yeah. While your middle finger in the air, sticking it to yeah. the man, pulling handfuls of birria out of my jacket pockets yeah. to then drizzle on top. I was, <laughs> I was kind of wondering what the. I know that players back in the day would take greenies, just take uppers, but I know now they drink coffee all throughout the game. Greenies, yes. greenies yeah. are just little just popping pills like a vitamin. 
black all throughout the game. Yeah. Oh, they're blackies. Greenies oh, will work too. Blackies yeah. and greenies. Yeah. So just like little upper pills. Because yeah, they're, you know, they're hardly traveling on chartered planes, so they're driving sure. or, or just taking commercial planes, and yeah. they're dog tired, so they need something to keep them alive. Okay. okay. And then recently, the Red Sox got popped because they were uh, drinking beers before the game was over in the dugout. Yeah. yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so funny because when we're all playing slosh ball out there playing wiffle ball, drinking, you know, God knows what out of somebody's little cooler mm-hmm. or popping beers when we're playing Sunday baseball and cooking sausages over there. See, like, that's why baseball like, is... Why not? Just have a beer while you're so playing tight. baseball. Can you think of any other... I mean, they're the highest paid athletes. Yeah. Can you think of any other professional level sport where halfway through, you can just kind of like... Un- Check out? You can just like, I'm just going to start drinking. Probably maybe just golf or bowling. Yeah. The yeah, Masters yeah golf or today. bowling. Yeah, because that's like, it's like when you're playing darts and you have a little buzz going, you're like, fuck, I'm just killing it right now. Yeah. In the zone. Yeah, because yeah, there, there is the drinking yeah. rule with the billiards and for darts, like one beer, pretty good. Two beers, very good. Like two and a half beers... You're playing. You're playing it's at up. your perfect height level. Like you, two and a half beers. You're playing darts beautifully. You're playing pool beautifully. Three beers, you're done. Uh-huh. Three no, beers, okay. you just hit the person next to you in yeah. the back of the yeah, head yeah, with yeah. a dart. There's a little sweet spot where alcohol actually makes you better at these games, no which are oddly and enough, driving too. There's <laughs> a sweet and spot for driving. driving. Hi mom. Just kidding. <laughs> and what if that also exists in baseball? I don't know. It is a sport that... I mean, you guys can't find out this Sunday. I've definitely done Sunday. a tequila shot and then crushed a grand slam at <laughs> Wiffle Ball. Like, no, you haven't. Is, nobody ball. believes that. Sure I'm just kidding. All right, it's called a power-up. Yeah, if you're struggling out there, yeah, you're, going, <laughs> you're, you're 0 for... Like, you have to oh, activate God, your superpower with a shot of tequila. Come on, Sue. So you got base loaded. You need a power-up, bro. Mm-hmm. Bada-boom. But playing pickle basketball, buzzing, terrible. Yeah. Oh, basketball is the opposite. I, you are I, never better at basketball. Dude, I can't even roller skate with a buzz, for no. God's sakes, let alone, yeah. yeah. Dude, not the most coordinated. Maybe baseball players have figured it out that, because you can essentially play a game of baseball, nine innings, and you don't touch a ball the yeah. entire time. You don't, other than hitting, you don't do anything. It's can, possible. Also, like if you're a left fielder, you could just sit there all day long, scratching your butt, playing Game Boy, <laughs> doing absolutely nothing, and the ball will not come to you the whole game. And you're like, I just made thirty-five thousand dollars tonight. I mean, the bullpen just lighting each other's feet on fire half the time. They're yeah, not I mean, doing nothing. Yeah, even, if you want to talk yeah, about more baseball just players, sitting you there, talk about pitchers. Yeah, they just chill. Oh, you got a starter that can, you know. Literally has you know depending on how long the amount of time he has off between rotation. It's like come on, he's yeah. just like hey guys, it's not pitching today. It's a hell of a life. Think you manage your you're just a bench coach. You guys want to go get some bon mees or something? Whew. I I will say though, if we're talking about drinking beer and watching sports, hockey games are the most fun. If you, like out of all sports that you need to know nothing about how it's played just to sit there and enjoy, hockey is an amazing sport. It's the ambiance. It's the sound. Oh, it's just so much fun. The t- it's it's kind of nice to wear a sweater. Just yeah, like yeah, it's a little chilly it's inside. Really, it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it feels to dress good. up a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, I'm going to try that. I've never been to a hockey game. Well, we're going to Kings game ASAP then. Yeah, Fully great. loaded Kings dogs. All right. But what... And... What would be, if you would think of an iconic food to put in Dodger Stadium, or Angel Stadium, either one, but we're talking locally in L.A., like if you were like, 
you guys, you're hired. We're hiring you as consultants. You're going to put in one stand. What is, what is L.A. to you, or what is Anaheim, or Orange County to you? Kale smoothie. Kale, Kale smoothie. smoothie. <laughs> All right. I mean, no, that was a joke. And quickly out of business. That was a joke. Chronic <laughs> tacos. There you go. <laughs> which I heard was at Angel, Angel Stadium, which is perfect. I mean, perfect. it's just yeah, got to be Mexican food. I would say it's some tacos, but they have, a, they have a taqueria there. Yeah, they have a really shitty taqueria. That's what I'm saying, but it's got to be good. It should be like a truck somewhere. Right. Like Taco Zone should be there. Just bam, an anise. Maybe yeah, they, yeah. If they put like give a me a dill taco, taco for God's sake, king taco in there maybe is yeah. a good yeah. It's a you know it's a regional chain that mm-hmm. does good enough Mexican oh, food. I think I hit it. That everyone loves in and out. That's what I was just because that's both cities. That's just Cali straight up that's and down. Crazy. Like crazy. There's not an they should they would there. crush you know it. You know why? I bet because they're like we can't because alcohol con- or. Oh, you think it's because I was what do you mean? like because they're all churchy. They are very churchy. Oh gosh. I was thinking more from the standpoint that like the constraints of the, how we would have to do our business here in the stadium would not be to our quality level. Yeah, yeah. like we That's true. Like, like an in and out at LA. They're too. They're too good for it. A yeah. logistical nightmare. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that would never happen. Yeah, but I mean that in and out at in a out baseball a game. It would be the. That, I mean, and and the, the, it already serves you your to-go food in a perfect to-go. Like, it already comes in a half in card, cardboard box. I know. That's Shh. exactly like you would get at a stadium. You just sit it on your lap. You have your fries. You have your ketchup. You got your double-double. I bet it's good even sitting in a little steam tray if you have a bunch of double-doubles already pre-made. Like, Because that's how half the Dodger you. dogs are sitting in a steam tray. Sure. And they still taste good. Well, Obviously, it's not as good. but like, Yeah, they, what if the, what if in and out sold day-old double-doubles for half price? <laughs> you're like, it's still pretty good. It's still better than Carl's. And you're like, shit, you're right. Yeah, like the, the but deli what about, case. I mean, like, there's no, there's not a Pink's that serves hot dogs in Dodger Stadium. Because you know? Pink's isn't good. It's like all locked up. Well, no, Pink's isn't good, but like, iconically... If you want to think about what's what says Los Angeles, that's one of them. And I mean, Cantor's is, is a good one. By far the most overrated hot dog in the universe, but still. That is true. But, you know, Cantor's, I thought, was a very good look. Cantor's is good. Um, Maybe a Nobu. <laughs> <laughs> On the hurt. bottom level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think Nobu's moving into the top deck anytime soon. I mean, there's so many. Dodger Stadium is It's probably 50% Mexican people. You know, it's uh, it's definitely like a huge fan base for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, the, we've we've been adopted by them, and it's it's a part of our part of our whole thing as LA Dodgers. It's just how it goes. It's in Echo Park. It's in a predominantly Mexican neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You, can go you gotta the, you gotta step up the Mexican food, or you can go the KBBQ route and just go. Actually, you know what would kill it? Is Korean barbecue. Probably Kogi would work really well Kogi because it's a mix of both. Really well. Yeah, Kogi would kind of crush it. Native son, y'all. Well, the, my favorite sporting event was a World Baseball Classic, and it was Japan versus First Korea. And you just like, ooh, the rivalry of little Tokyo and K-Town. See, that's where you make it. it was you get an fantastic. outdoor stadium. You, you, you're like, all right, I'm going to pay $10 more for a seat that has a, a little mini Korean barbecue grill next to your seat. Oh. The dream. Could you imagine that? Like, no, I couldn't. Be, my you get a little, slow. you get a little four amazing. seat box, like you're at the Hollywood Bowl or something like that. Oh my God. In the middle is just a little Korean barbecue grill, and then the Cracker Jack guy comes down, or the guy selling beers comes down. And you're like, hey, Bonchon. another uh, another round of of bulgogi, um, some more soju. That Dodgers would work. Beer. Dodgers, back off. If you're listening, that would kill it. Mm-hmm. Man, would that mm-hmm. be God! I mean, then you're full American, and also you have to allow smoking in there. 
Yes. So you can have beer in one hand, cigarette or joint of marijuana in the mouth, meat tongs in the other hand, and you're just sitting there wearing your sweats. You have the AM radio with the broadcast. Got Vin in in your left ear. Vin Scully doing the. And then your beer, you're flipping meat, you're eating meat. Ooh. And you're watching American baseball. There's a wave of depression that's just sitting on me like a blanket because this doesn't exist. Well, I mean, the largest photo at, at Parks, was, was it the, the barbecue spot? Is it, is it just called Parks? The, mm-hmm. the, the, is, is of Ryu, the, the, the pitcher, the starting mm-hmm. pitcher. Is the biggest photo there mm-hmm. is Jack, it's damn near life sight of Ryu. Or because they're so proud in yeah. K-Town of the Korean baseball players. Yeah. They're so proud of Street Fighter 2. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Only Ryu. It's like Chun-Li. Ryu. Well, all, because of the Dodger fan base being predominantly Mexican, I'll take it one step further. Uh, our friend Adrian Martinez told me an idea that he had a long time ago. Korean barbecue, but with Mexican food. Oh, don't blow up a spot. If that happened, because I go to a lot of Korean barbecue places, and a lot of Mexican families are there because they're like, holy shit. This is awesome. Like, we eat grilled meat all day, and we never have it be all you can eat. Like, we're going to fuck you up, restaurant. We're going to... Yeah. Like, we're going to Homer Simpson this place <laughs> out of business. Because we're remorseless eating and go- <laughs> <laughs> So if you just had the Korean barbecue grill set up, but instead it was just carne asada and pastor and whole marinated chickens and all that stuff, you know, hit a button and more tortillas show up, more limes. God, Pickled man, onions, amazing. cilantro. It just will never happen. All the, the dream all will the, never be realized. Because there's, you know, there's, there's like, a lot of. Li- I mean, there's a lot just of just taking up space to sell more tickets, and they don't. You know, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I love. One it. day we'll figure out a way to do it. Maybe there's one. Maybe there's like only four tables, and you have to spend. You know, each person has to spend like a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars. Like some there's it's some extra special thing. And if you really pay the extra money, you can do it for the full. For, you know, it's like a first-class ticket. I would love to hear other people's pro tips about other parks around the country. The regionalism, I'm sure, because yeah, it's so cool. But I really, the parks I only know really well these days are really only Dodger Stadium and, and Angel Stadium. But back in the day, there were pro tips for going to Candlestick because Candlestick. What about well, Fenway Park? California. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've been to Fenway actually a bunch. Mm-hmm. Got some but, chatter. Did, yeah, they have legal seafood there, which is actually fan. It's like for park food, it's fantastic. Huh. Legal you say s- illegal seafood? <laughs> they have they have whale meat. That's like the tenth. <laughs> this is the tenth pot I think I've mentioned a yeah, whale yeah, meat yeah. joke oh. on. Let's keep it going. I mean, the crack of the bat and the smell going. of shark fin soup. And I tell you, nothing is like it. Mm-hmm. There's a chain. There's a chain in uh, Massachusetts, maybe mostly in Boston, called Legal Seafood, which is like an upscale seafood place. Mm. And they have a couple inside Fenway that has chowder. Okay. Yeah, well, if you are listening to this and you have some some pro tips to share, tweet them over to us. Um, We'd love to hear them. But also, you can go on eater.com, and they listed all every baseball stadium in the country. And you can click on each stadium, whatever your home is, and it'll give you the updates of what food... Uh, what is best? What the, is new the this specialties? year? Oh, oh nice! Cool. Like all the new stuff that has dropped this year at each stadium, which is pretty much all of them. So check that out. Step your game up. Step your game up. Um, and thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you doing all of that.